everyone, and welcome to another episode of Light on Method. Um, today's episode is a little saucy, but it's also something we really need to talk about. It's um, sometimes the elephant in the room that nobody just really wants to go to, but it's an important subject, and it's um, it's something that, for especially for us ladies, it's an uh, it's important thing to dish about every now and then. Um, today's topic was chosen by Leah, and it is about mm-hmm. orgasm. Um, and I think it's a cool subject to talk about. There's no shame in this game. We can talk about this. Leah and Shanaz are with me today. Ladies, say hello. 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 Hi. <laughs> um, we're not reluctant to talk about this subject, but we're we're also careful that we don't want to turn anyone off of this subject. So our intention is not to be at all... Um, disrespectful or or shameful it's just the opposite there should be no shame associated with this subject Um, I did a little research and a medical survey I learned that there is it's about 10 to 15 percent of women have never had an orgasm surveys suggest that up to one half of women are not satisfied with how often they actually reach orgasm for a woman Orgasm is extremely complex, and it requires a true mind and body connection. Generally, it is not just a physical thing, okay? So we have to kind of keep that in mind, too. We're complex. We, we live with our feelings. You know, we, um, we, we sometimes allow those feelings to disrupt the pleasure centers of our body. And I think this is one of the reasons so many women struggle with this. So... Leah, what really initiated you to want to talk about this topic? Having a discussion about it with uh, several other women, uh, some of our peers, and in that conversation, somebody had brought up that uh, they knew somebody that had never had an orgasm, and I was just more um, more shocked. Yeah, so I thought it would be, you know, well worth the conversation to put it out there, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's not as uncommon as we think it is. You know, those of us who have a hex, uh, healthy sex life, we we take that for granted. But you know, I haven't. I've been married to the same man for seventeen years, and I have a, and to have been married that long, I still have a very healthy sex life. But you know, I like I said when we when I introduced this, this is a. Um, I know myself well enough to know that I have to be in that mental place to reach that true point of ecstasy, you know? And I think a lot of women just can't relax with themselves enough maybe to get there. Um, But I think it's something that every, it's our birthright. (laughs) You know, it's not just men's right to, to have an orgasm. It's, it's our right too. And I think it's a beautiful and wonderful thing. So, Shanaz, yeah. you come from a completely different background than Leah and I do. And I exactly. find... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's funny that both of you guys are mentioning things that's actually more of a norm from the country that I come from. So, just like when you said 10 to 15% of the women never experience orgasm, I fell in that category until I was 30 years old. So, you could just see that if I wouldn't have broke away from the tradition and the arranged marriage and all of that, I probably would have never experienced that and would have completely been in that 10 to 15 person for the rest of my life. So it's kind of an interesting 
conundrum, yeah. right? And then the other thing that I want to point out that there are religions that go out of their way to actually do things to women when they're young so that they don't experience the feelings of the orgasm. Like even right. like it's almost like, right? So it's, it's like that extreme. So it has nothing to do with even whether you are aware of that feeling. It's more like somebody's going out of their way to ensure that when you do right. become aware, you can't experience it. Well, it's very yeah that's, sad, a means yeah. Of, that's a means of control. Um, that's a means of control. And that's, you know, here in America, you know, I hear women screaming patriarchy a lot. And I'm not saying that it, it's not in full power here. It's power. It's it's a global thing right now, patriarchy. And, and, you know, it's being confronted and all that sort of thing. But when you talk about your society in particular, you know, that that patriarchy is where all the power is and 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 i you know what i find interesting about that and the reason i think that they do that to their young women is they're fearful of them they're fearful of the power they hold and if women really embrace that and understood it i think they realize that women might could control men instead of the other way around right and you know the power that you're talking about now that is an interesting thing right because it's not just all about feeling excitement and all that stuff which is of course extremely important but it's that energy that channels your creativity to the maximum level for you to mm-hmm. live up mm-hmm. high potential life which is where we are heading right so that yeah. is the root cause of that so you see how far it goes it's not just like okay you know yeah yeah I mean, that, I mean even the feeling is worth it of course but but it's way more than how it um, transcends into your entire life for yeah. sure for sure. It's um, it's a powerful thing. But I, I really do think that at the root of it with men in particular who try to uh, keep women from experiencing this or don't want their women to experience this, they want they want, you know, I've I've been in relationships where my sexual satisfaction wasn't the priority. It was theirs. You know, I've I've been there. and It's a lonely place and it's very um, it's degrading for one. And it leaves you kind of feeling hollow, like this is what it's all about. This is this is sex, because if this is what it's all about, I don't get it. And I don't really care if I have it, you know, because it's you're not getting anything from it. They they get out of it and they're like, that was great. You know, and you're like, was it because I didn't I didn't get great out of it. And I, I started thinking about it, you know, and when our boys hit puberty, we think it's just normal for them to, you know, have some porn hidden under their mattress and they masturbate at will. But do we even think about talking to our girls about their bodies and where their pleasure centers are and teaching or or letting them learn how to satisfy themselves? But I think that's so weird that we don't do that because if we did, they would have so much more respect for themselves and they wouldn't get into these destructive relationships and they wouldn't feel so used. And, you know, I just think we have to rewire the way we approach this subject. Um, Cause he, go ahead, Leah. I was going to say, I'm in agreement with you. Um, I know for me, it wasn't until I was in college in a women's studies class that I learned I mean, I've had an orgasm, but I didn't know the extent about the where and my own body until I was in my 20s. Your anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you you get that whole fifth grade, I think it is, 
you know, where you're taken aside, you know, they separate the girls and the boys right. and they tell the girls about their periods and things like that. Yeah, but they yeah, I got that. They don't but talk to you about how wonderful an right? orgasm was going to be. Well, they don't they don't tell you where your clit is. You know, they don't no. they don't tell you where your clitoris is and, and what that does. You know, we find that by accident. Let's let's be honest. We're right. you know, we're generally young, we're we're lying in our bed at night and and for girls sometimes it's like when you feel like you have to go to the bathroom and you reach down there to hold yourself and you're like, Okay, wow, what's that? You know, and mm-hmm. and it opens up this this world and although it should be wonderful, it's shameful. And that's where the problem lies, because we're instant. We we feel we're brought up in this society where we feel like if we talked about that, that I'm do I might be doing something wrong. You know, like why am I feeling that way? And I think that's the the thing that kind of has to change because I wasn't taught those things. You know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. given those that that explanation of my body and and what it could do but i know my brothers had porn and you know they it was perfect it was it wasn't talked about but it wasn't shamed either you know right so i i think you know i'm not encouraging people to sexualize their children i am encouraging people to talk to their children yeah. at the appropriate age about their bodies because I believe especially for young girls if you have that conversation early enough they're not going to be misunderstood and and the relationships they get into are not going to be as destructive and I think yeah. I think in the long run they're going to be more satisfied and creative people um yes yeah that's yes. kind of where I am. I would like to, <laughs> I would like to say that it's very interesting that like what you just said uh, kind of covers the entire like you know for me like I learned about this whole uh, experience right before my arranged marriage like a week before right so the timing of that really impacted my relationship right because I had no idea that you have to go through this uh, process uh, during the marriage. That's just the way it was uh, coming from our culture that I come from. And, right. and very, very conservative, right? So the very fact that not only that you are not even told anything about it, and then you're categorizing it as like a sinful thing, therefore you keep it so hidden that when the timing comes for even for you to be more, uh, you know, able to experience life um, with your husband, you are actually not able to do that. And therefore it impacts your relationship at a very deeper level. And it has very deep effect uh, negative effects for you not being uh, understanding the entire process or what it is. And you know, use it under yeah. the shame or the sin, right? When you categorize it under that, you don't want to, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, who are you? You know, if, it, if it's a shameful situation and you're in that culture, who are you going to talk to about it? Right. And and mm-hmm. in the situation you were in with an arranged marriage and in a culture like that, it's, it probably was inappropriate to even approach the subject with your husband. Um, exactly. 
Yeah, which for me just blows my damn mind because, you know, I mean, I'm blessed in a relationship that, you know, and don't get me wrong, we're, we are complex. We are not just, you know, when men have sex, it's a physical experience. When women have sex, it's complex. It's emotional. It's spiritual. It's physical. It is those things. So when, when something's off, it's we may not have that. We may not have an orgasm, but that's still okay. Because for me, sometimes it's the intimacy I want with my husband. It's the connection that I have with him. It's the closeness that I feel having sex with him. And sometimes not having the orgasm is perfectly okay. You know, that's fine. And he understands that, although he would love for me to have that every single time. That's not going to happen for us every single time, you know? And, And I feel... It's not something that should be really forced. It should be coaxed and kindled and 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 brought out. You know, it's it's something you should be seduced and and treasured into. You know, we're we're serenaded sort of. We're you know, I think my husband sometimes thinks of it as as I'm gonna dance with her a little while. You know, I'm going to I'm going to have this this time with her before the intercourse begins, you know, and that just builds that heat. It builds that intensity. And, mm-hmm. and then the orgasms can be little petite orgasms. They can be little bursts of beautiful energy, or they can be riding a huge, beautiful set of waves, right? I mean, we can, we can ride that wave for a good solid minute. And when you can find that, when you can find that one, <laughs> it's like surfing the wave in Maui, man. It's it's an experience that um, mm-hmm. you want to you want to have again. You want to keep that sort of connection and remember that part of you. So, you know, when we talk about orgasms, and some women actually say, "I don't know if I've had them." You know, I'm not sure if I had one. And my answer to that mm-hmm. is, you know, if you've had one. Yeah. I, I'm in agreement. And you said, you, you mentioned something earlier that just um, made me have a thought when you're talking about it's okay not to have one. Mm-hmm. But that's where I think that's key in communicating with your, your partner. Right. Is having that conversation. That means you're talking about it and letting them know that, hey, even though this doesn't happen, you know, there's everything else that's happening right now between you and I. And so they're in on, you being okay with that, where some people, that's never even a conversation to be had. Right, right. To even talk about the orgasm. Or there's the women that I'm going to fake this so that he thinks he did a good job and, Mm -hmm. and we can move on and it's over. And here's my problem with that is, and, and, you know, everybody do what you got to do, but when you fake orgasm, you're not, teaching your man how to please you and you're not getting you're not having a truthful connection with your partner so you know if if i'm if my husband and i are making love and and i know that's just not going to happen for me like i've just got a lot on my mind and you know maybe hormonally i'm not quite there to make that happen i let him know that and i'm like but but i'm enjoying myself you know i'm enjoying this moment so there's honesty that's there. It's this, and, and to me, if you can be truly 
honest with with your partner there's the intimacy there because it's, it's not a lie it's not a lie yes and also Kathy when you're lying to someone else right you're lying to yourself so so right there yeah. that's the biggest problem when you're lying to yourself uh, you have to always remember that that's like you are wasting your time as well while you're wasting the other person's time by lying yeah so, I'm in agreement and if we're trying to teach our men because our bot they don't i mean men there's men out there who think they know how to please a woman no matter what and good for you but here's the thing every woman's body is different and you are not a woman if you're a man so our mood can change in the blink of an eye so if you are faking an orgasm with your husband or a one night stand or whatever it is you're you're not teaching a man how to please you you're you're literally having the opposite effect this guy's gonna think he gave you this great orgasm when really he didn't do anything at all you know and he's gonna go try that same move on the next girl and she's gonna be like well that ain't that's not the how you do it you know so i think it just don't do that i mean if you can avoid that don't do that be honest and just say hey you know i'm, I'm loving it but that's not going to happen for me right now unless let's, let's Let's continue on or, you know, and there's always those times too, especially if you're in a, a long-term relationship when you just don't want to have sex and that's okay too. You know, don't do that. If you don't want to do that, don't do that. I'm going to please my husband or my boyfriend, your husband or boyfriend should understand if you just aren't in the mood for it. It's okay. Well, I'm in agreement with you, uh, especially with what Shnaz says. And I feel like if you're if you're lying to your partner about that, you're actually not being very truthful to yourself as well. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, be true. So, for just a minute, let's talk about the power of an orgasm. So, when y'all, when you, when you think about that, what does that? Uh, what door does that open in your mind when you think about? the power of an orgasm for a woman. For me, I feel like it opens up the, that power of manifesting. Yeah. And then allowing yourself to be super creative as well. Yep. And I actually am going to dig into that a second. Shanaz, what do you think? I think of like, to me, the organ, uh, orgasm is a symbol of unity between the masculine and feminine energy, right? In the, in the masculine and feminine form. And it kind of creates a vesicle Pisces, which is the Venn diagram in the map. But it shows that two circles are intersecting and it's creating that, like a shape that basically is the shape of our eyes, right? And it's the shape that shows the union between the two um, yin and yang, right? Yeah. So it's a very powerful symbology to me. The, the whole thing about the union of two people, and if they truly are enjoying it, to me, uh, my understanding is that during that time, whatever they want to create for themselves and for everybody that's connected to them, it is a pretty powerful time, right? So yeah, so to me, this is a, this is a very huge um, symbology of a union of love, actually. It's a representation of love in, in, in a physical form. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, most, you know, a lot of things, the beautiful things in this world have the shape of a vagina, you know, and, and they talk about how, you know, like certain caverns and beautiful flowers. It looks like the female genitalia. 
and all this sort of thing. And I think there's a lot to that. And when the, mm-hmm. then when you think of our bodies and how we bring life into this world through our bodies. So the vagina is sort of a portal from one world to another. You know, we all came into this world through one, right? So mm-hmm. when I think of true lovemaking, I think of it as creating it's creating things and it doesn't necessarily have to be another life although that's the the main purpose of this but i think it goes deeper than that and i think um with orgasm there is the power of manifesting and us women in particular we have um with our orgasms i think we have this uh, we're meant to create we are creators you know, we create life. And I believe that that with orgasm, we have the power to create and manifest things. So I think it's interesting that the book that has been read, who knows how many times, Think and Go Rich, Think and Grow Rich, which came out in 1937. So think about this, 1937, it came out just before the end of World War II and just after the Great Depression. So this is at a time when um, sex and orgasms really aren't talked about, but it's talked about in this book, which I find kind of telling, you know, because he talks about in this book how if there's something you want to manifest and create, you need to channel your sexuality. Um, mm-hmm. Orgasms and manif- manifestation, if you can channel your desire, a desire for something that you wish to have, and you combine that with the energy of sex and orgasm or the intensity of the orgasm, you can attract that desire to you. Because if you think Mm -hmm. about how manifestation works, the more you are exuding out that positive, feel-good energy, the more you're drawing it to you, right? So if during that that sex and that that orgasm, if you can channel the desire that you're trying to manifest into that feeling of that moment, you can manifest that to you. And and in the book, he calls it sex sexual transmutation, where you take your sexual desire and you transmute it into what you're trying to accomplish. So it's kind of like uh, switching, you know, one's mind into that dominating mental focus into um, not just making it physical, but you can turn it into manifesting. So think... I guess if I I can explain that from a different perspective, right? So what you're saying, and I'm thinking in a different way, but it actually makes sense. So like, if you really think about us being, uh, you know, we are an energy being, right? We are constantly vibrating. And when we're experiencing this intense feeling during the orgasm, that intense feeling really affects the way we are vibrating at that particular moment along with another person. And basically I look at uh, people now as crystals because as much as I'm understanding human anatomy and the fact that I'm writing a book on quantum human, I'm highlighting the fact that there are two crystals, right? They're completely united together through this process. And then while they are experiencing that, their frequency and vibration is in harmony with each other and with what they are tuning into at that particular time, you know, on the grid of the earth, every single layers that we have that we're connected to, that enhances your entire experience of visualization, imagination, and 
and manifestation your, and your frequency right it, it puts you on a higher yeah. frequency to receive because when you can harness your sexual desire and, and you, you channel it it, 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 it turns into this motivating force. It motivates you more to go after what you want, right? It's like sex contains this secret creative ability, you know? It's, I, I think we need to put more value on sex. Yeah, and 100% agree. But you know, the other thing, other thing we should highlight here while everybody's listening is that it's very important to choose whom you're experiencing this. Because, you know, it is actually so powerful that it's going to take you on to your next uh, you know journey to the destination but at the same point if you're sharing that with a person that you are not truly feeling as aligned as you like to then you're definitely lying to yourself you're lying to that person and you're also kind of putting a little bit of a you know block in your manifestation you're not showing up right they have to match your frequency if if you're yes. at, if you're at a, a high frequency and you're you know your your buzz is good and then you're you're just having sex with some of, of one of a very low vibration or frequency, chances are they're going to bring you down rather than you bringing them up. Um, you know, so you want someone to kind of match your frequency because if you can find someone to match your frequency, imagine the electricity between the two of you. Exactly. Well, how, well I, I agree, and I think that everything that you guys are saying is so beautiful, but you can also experience that by yourself. Yes, definitely, and should, and should. Right. And I, I encourage it. I think it's a healthy thing to do, and we're talking about vibrations. A vibrator is a vibration. <laughs> so, you know, find one that works for you. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's very healthy for a woman to do just like I think it's very healthy for a man to do, you know, and they don't have a problem with it. It's us women that seem to have this shame with it, which I think is really not a good thing. I mean, you need to, you don't have to talk about it to other people if you don't want to, but you need to know your body. You need to know what your body likes. You need to talk Mm -hmm. kindly to yourself And you need to find yourself sexy. If you can't find yourself sexy, why is someone else going to find you sexy, right? That's a confidence thing. Sexy is all about confidence to me. You know, physically, there's people out there that physically, if you were to just physically look at them, you may not think they're sexy. But if they're confident... If they're confident in themselves and they carry themselves in that with the, in that way in that manner, you look twice. You're like, oh, look how confident they are, you know. And 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 I think that comes from know thyself. I agree. Exactly. Okay. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. So therefore. We are constantly affected by the perception of our own perception, and we are not feeling good within our own sexuality yeah. and our own. Uh, and of course, no matter what the other person does, we're not going to be excited about it. Right, and some of us are just so damaged, you know. So you know, a, a lot of a lot of people are just so damaged in in their upbringing and trauma that it's just really hard to get past a lot of that but i think with with help and um and with no getting to know yourself and being kind to yourself and 
talking kind to yourself. I think you can get there. And, you know, uh, the last podcast I did, you you girls weren't with me. I spoke on um, your internal senses, and I called them sesalalame. And that's that's an African word for um, basically knowing yourself. And I was researching the subject and thinking about how I felt about it. And this this kept came up again. Because in the last podcast, I talked about balance and how it's a connection from your inner self to the inner earth, to, to Mother Earth. And it's a very intimate, personal connection between you and Earth and, and the way you carry yourself through the world. And I thought, this is no different. You know, orgasm is a form of sesalalame. It is... Something, you know, where we're taking and possibly outside stimulation, but we are internalizing that from a place within us and we're bringing it out of us. So it is a form of, of Sesalalame and it's energy and it's energy we're releasing out into the world. And it's not a bad energy. It's a wonderful, good energy. So here's where we can harness that, right? So if, if we're bringing that good energy from inside of us out into the world, how can it be a bad thing? And it's a mind-body connection, ladies. It's a mind-body connection. You have got to be united with with, with what's going on inside your mind and related Mm -hmm. to what's inside yourself. Sesalalame means feel, feel at flesh inside. Feel, feel mm-hmm. at flesh inside. And I love that word. And I actually wanted to say that even for people who have gone through trauma or sexual trauma or any of this stuff that makes it even harder to feel the feeling. And I can speak from my personal experience. I would like to encourage them that no matter what you've gone through, if you want to really work through this, then you can. Because you pretty much have that choice that you can stimulate and activate the part of you that has been, you know. Yeah, and that's healing. Compromised or violated by others because you can take your power back. You can take your power back and heal that part of you. Yeah, it's healing. It's all healing. And and it's it's a beautiful thing and it's a powerful thing and it's an energetic thing and it's an, an emotional thing and it's an erotic thing and it's, a, you know, it's it's all of those things. And that's why it's complex and that's why it's, the true, you know, I, I'm sure a man's orgasm is great. I'm sure it is. But I don't think it's anything compared to what, what a woman can experience. You know, I mean, when you can ride that wave for, for quite a while, I mean, there's, you know, I know from personal experience, my husband would be like, wow, what was that like? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that was great. You know, that was awesome. But that, that take, it, you know, that, I think we all can do that. I think we all can get there. We've just got to feel, feel at flesh inside. I just wanted to add, because I do agree, you know, you, you guys are speaking to the mind body, but I also feel like the orgasm is incredibly spiritual too. I mean, it's I also one of those very consciousness expanding moments that we can have in us in this physical body. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it, it's stated and it's, it's not necessarily just proven, but I mean, it, it is stated that when we do have these orgasms, especially a cervical orgasm, is that there is a release of DMT. What is it? Dimethyltryptamine. 
and mm-hmm. also known as the spirit molecule. And so this is something that's also in mushrooms as well, right? So yeah. it, it, you know, it brings you so much closer yeah. to, to, to God, I believe. Oh, yeah. And I think it was intended to. You know, this is where a lot of... Yeah. These religions get in and get in and and take over control and take away women's power. And again, this goes back to fear. This is all about fear, in my opinion, Um, because I do believe that. I believe when we orgasm, we are closest to God. Uh, We're in that moment. Yeah, we're in that moment where we are outside of ourselves for a second. Right, and then... That is the reason, right, that you feel that oneness. You feel the oneness with the person you're with, but you feel oneness with everything around you. And that's why you actually go in the zone or go in that feeling that uh, that is just beyond any expression, right? And to the point where it completely takes you off of any kind of monkey thinking mind because now you are taken to another level. And that is the oneness with spirit, God, source, light, yeah, all of it. Yes. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why I think if you're with a partner and there is no, and I'm, you know, granted that there, there are times that you may not orgasm and that's fine. Well, and you can still have fun, but if it's the overarching, um, what is it? Overarching thing that's occurring in the relationship. That's why I think you feel that hollowness. Yeah. And that's going to, that will surface eventually in one form. It'll manifest into something you don't want it to manifest in. So, you know, be mindful. You matter. Your orgasms matter. Um, You should be having them. (laughs) And if you're not, it should be addressed. And and that I think, I don't know. Do y'all agree with me there? I mean, I don't want anyone to put themselves in harm's way in a relationship. But at the same time, if you feel you can't address this subject with your partner, then you might need to look at that, have a different look at that relationship. Right, that that yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all agree. <laughs> and also, also the that, that, that was a resounding <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. And also, Leah, for example, in you and me, like we're single, but that doesn't change the situation because, like Leah already mentioned, right, that the experience you can give it to yourself if you want to. So it's not like you're completely bound by having to be in a relationship no. for that. And and there's no shame. And I want to just say before we close this podcast, there's no shame in that. I mean, we got to let go of that, ladies. There's no shame in pleasing yourself. And I believe you have to know how to please yourself before other anyone else can please you. Right. Um, you need yeah. you need to know you need to know your know yourself know yourself mm-hmm. know what you like know when that feeling is approaching you know and, and there's there's some women that I they've I've talked to that they're like well I think I'm getting there but it, it kind of freaks me out and they stop and I'm like why what? why would you do that <laughs> but, but it's it's there's they're not they're not familiar with that feeling and they're not sure about it and they've never talked to anybody about it so you know and well, I, will, I do I think, go ahead Leah I was, I was gonna say I think a, a part of me kind of understands the feeling because when you're getting close and it's actually happening there, it, there's a feeling of a loss of control yeah yeah right so I think there could be somebody that would be afraid of that feeling yeah especially if you're a control freak right 
Yeah, is, I mean, you totally, you transcend. You yeah. go into another place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I could see that being very alarming for somebody if that, you know, and probably needing to be coached through that to allow themselves to go in that that yeah. space. And nowadays, it. and nowadays there's so many uh, ways to get help with this. I mean, there's, there's apps, there's, there's people you could, you could talk to over the phone. There's um, even most of the really good um, sex stores that you can go into today, the really high end ones, the nice ones, they have very well educated people in there that you can go in Mm -hmm. and talk to and it's not it's not seedy. It's not shameful. You know, um, there's some great places out there that are really educated in this subject that can that can help you out, you know. So if you're listening to this and this is hitting a nerve, you know, then you take take some advice and and, and see how you can make this work for you, you know, and Mm -hmm. and I I just think it's going to open your world up. (laughs) as we giggle as we all giggle a little bit a little girl giggle there little girl giggle i have to to give you those kudos for holding the baton on this and then also seeing it so well right because it's okay i mean i think you know i've it's it you know if you had if i had been asked to have this discussion you know publicly Maybe five years ago, it might have been a little different. But now I just, you know, anything I can do to help us women feel as much, as empowered as we possibly can and to heal ourselves from trauma. And here's another thing I really believe is that most women today have suffered some sort of sexual trauma in their lives, some sort, mm-hmm. uh, to some degree, or sexual shame. Um, and, and we've, as sisters, we just need to help each other through that you know, however possible, because the more strong, confident women that we have out in the world, the better world we're going to have. That's, that's a truth. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And I, and I think there's something really important to say there, you know, for those that have experienced sexual trauma and, um, and have experienced the shame as well, that they too have that birthright to to enjoy and and receive pleasure yes yes for sure and and that's and we need to get back to the thought again that that is what sex is supposed to be pleasure you know we're not here just to have babies and to please men you know fuck that fuck that That is not our purpose on, on this earth. We're not just here to ha- to to bring babies into the world. That's part of it. And it's an honor to do that. Um, I feel honored that I've had the pleasure of having a healthy body to bring babies into the world. That's great. Mm-hmm. But that is not my sole purpose. No. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, I'm in agreement. Anything else yep. to add before we close? Anybody? I know. I just have one last thing. I mean, I, I too am very grateful that you have this, have created this space to talk openly. And something that I feel that I really want to say is I'm grateful for the friends that I have because this is, you know, we have conversations about this. You know, I feel like I can talk about it. It's, I can feel that they're open 
to, to listening as well as talking about it themselves. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. To our audience, uh, we are wor- we are looking um, to rename this podcast for the three of us, and I'm open to suggestions. So we are three uh, extremely open-minded, really great gals, um, all in our 50s. Um, and, you know, we, wanna, we want a cool, catchy name. So if y'all have any ideas for what we should be, um, we'll look at it. We'll see what we can come up with. So give us, throw us some suggestions. And also, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast. These are worthy subjects. Everything we talk about has a place to be heard. And we try to make everything we talk about very helpful. So share us, you know, spread us, spread this love around. These episodes will still be on the podcast when we rename it. We're not going to take anything off the forum. We're just simply going to change names and um, see how far we can take this. And I'm very excited about it. I love having these girls on board. And uh, we're looking at finding this magical trifecta name. So if y'all can help us, help us. Shanaz, you got anything? No, I love the fact that you put it out there for us to get the name, so I'm glad. And, and of course, I, I was very hesitant about the subject considering my upbringing, but I actually enjoyed it. And yes, 100%, this is the... Um, this is the only. Uh, this is the one way we can feel the pleasure at the maximum frequency. So why would we make ourselves not experience that? So yeah. here is experiencing the orgasm. That's right. Go have them, ladies. Have plenty of them. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much, ladies. A joy as always, and we are out. Namaste, everyone. <laughs>